Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Kelly. We are back on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. We got another great one for you. We got Mr. Todd Harris, commercial real estate broker in the Tennessee and Mississippi market areas. He has over 20 years in the business. He's going to share his tips and strategies on residential brokers who want to transition to the commercial space, as well as newbies. Tune in. Hello, ladies and gents. This is Mike Headley on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. This is a podcast designed for real estate professionals who's thinking about getting a career in real estate or who's already been in the business. We'll learn some great tips and tricks from the professionals and the veterans. Continue to tune in. Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley. We are back with another great episode on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Now, uh, y'all, y'all know how I do my intros. Uh, we got a brother today who specializes in industry. I think a lot of us uh, uh, who comes in the real estate business and the residential, and we did want to dabble in the commercial sales, and I myself. But this brother actually practices in it. He's been uh, in the real estate space as a commercial broker. 97% of his business is in commercial real estate. He's with Metropolis Real Estate Services that's covering the Tennessee and Mississippi area, particularly the central Mississippi, central Mississippi, as well as West, West Tennessee. Uh, let's give a nice warm welcome to Mr. Todd Harris, commercial real estate broker. How you doing, brother? What's going on? What's going on, Mr. Mr. Headley? How you doing? Um, man, brother, let me tell you something, man. It's uh, you know, one thing about our show, we like to keep it honest and real. I met this brother back in uh, 2010 yeah. in Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. In Charlotte, and we was at a conference. Yeah. And actually, that was my first opportunity actually getting a hold of a contract. And me and the brother hit it off, and we was, we've been pretty cool since then. And I've always admired the brother's knowledge when it comes to commercial space, I mean, I mean commercial real estate, particularly in the tenant aspect. Again, I'm a pup in that. I know he's very well-versed in knowledge in that area. So, Mr. Todd, brother, how you been doing? I've been doing well, Mike. How about you? Oh man, brother, you know, was considering this COVID, post-COVID, as they say, we are we are trying to keep the lights on. I got and, you. Uh, and relying on the man upstairs to give us direction. Understood. 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 So, so, brother, you know, now you, uh, uh, and again, you know, we got our questions. You know, we do things particularly off the cuff, and we have like a basis where we kind of feed off of in terms of our questions. Right. Majority of people get in real estate. They say, hey, residential, residential, residential. What sparked you to say, Mm-mm, I'm going to the big boy club? What made you say, I want to get commercial? I went commercial um, as a result of having closings on the residential side, not closed. Uh, I had several buyers that went out and did crazy things just before closing because now they have this 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 great credit and they're able to get all these things and they went and purchased things on their credit, not realizing it was going to mess up their debt to income ratios. Mm-hmm. And then when it happened, we got to closing and all of a sudden, hey, you can't close because you bought a, a new car uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean you can't close? Like you can't close because you, your debt to income is off now. Mm. A couple of a couple of transactions like that made me say, you know what? Let I'm still going to stay in real estate, but let me look at a different area of real estate, and that's what prompted me to go over into into looking into commercial real estate. Honestly, mm. got you, guys. Because I always want to know, you know, what was that itch that had to be scratched in terms of going down that that road? Now, we all know that the commercial space 
is way more complex, right? And then the than the residential sales because, because you know, you know, you, you get a lot of brokers, including myself, you know, when I was a up and green in the game. And I'm saying, well, office bills, multifamily, I want to sell that. The real estate commission said I can sell them, which I legally can. Right. But to keep myself out of hot water, I need to be knowledgeable and connect with somebody who knows yeah. that in the industry, industry and space. Yeah. So what would you say uh, to a residential broker that says, hey, I want to tap into the commercial space? What kind of suggested advice would you give them? The first thing I would say to them, and this is the advice that I was given uh, about a, a broker um, of a company that I was uh, in interviewing with to you know, become a, a broker in their company. He told me, be prepared not to make any money for six months to a year. Mm. And when he elaborate, said- Elaborate, brother, elaborate he said, he said, He said, man, you have to be prepared not to make any money for six months to a year. And then he said, I know that sounds scary, but the reason you're not gonna make any money between that, that six months to a year is because you have to build your brand. Mm. And people have to know and trust that you are in this field to stay. And if you if you talk with them, you know, repeatedly and, and they constantly see you at these particular events, these commercial networking events, mm-hmm. uh, your SIOR conferences, your CCIM conferences, your, um, your you know, your, your different conferences. If they see you and they see that you're serious. Now, then- now brother, I got to interject. I got to interject. Okay. Now, you know, you know, you know, you know, and I don't mean to cut you off. Respectfully, and they rap. But, but, and they rap. Exactly. Well, what happens is you went out there and you you, you threw a whole bunch of characters oh, and okay. out there. Okay, um, okay, you know, okay. Our audience okay. is, uh, okay. you know, we, we know we ain't as keen as you acknowledge. Right, right, right. them designations right. and the, what, the, what them letters mean. Okay, so the, the SIOR is an industrial designation that you would get from the Society of Industrial uh, Real Estate uh, Operators. So mm-hmm. SIOR, there's like, there's like a designation that you would get uh, mm-hmm. if you're doing an industrial real estate. Mm-hmm. And, and then your other one that I mentioned, CCIM, that's a certified commercial investment member. That's most, most people know commercial realtors by that CCIM mm-hmm. designation. Um, I'm a, I'm currently a candidate. I've taken all the classes. All I have to do is just submit my portfolio and take the final exam. And then I'm going to I'll be considered a CCIM. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's what those, you know, and you have, you have other ones, you have CPM certified property manager, you know, you have a lot, a gang of different, uh, certifications that you can get. Uh, but those are the ones that are highly respected in, in commercial, which is CCIM. Brother, brother, I'm glad you ended up with CCIM. And that's one thing about our show. Like I said, we got to keep it real. Uh, right. my, my experience with CCIM, right? Okay. I said, okay, well, section 101, 102, I went ahead and applied for it. Actually got the scholarship. Okay. Uh, started, did it right, did it right in Charlotte. And uh, didn't know how intense it was, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's real. It's, it's very intense, right? Particularly when you don't practice in that, in that arena. Exactly. So went ahead took the uh, uh took the courses past 101 okay 101 102 i failed on right uh and 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 it was always on my to-do list to kind of go back but again you know sh- things shift in business because i hate leaving things on un- leaving things undone okay but uh that cci is a beast so i would yeah. tell anybody out there to, to if you decide to go down road connect with somebody who's done it or just connect with a commercial firm Exactly. Don't try to do it on your own. I don't want to take your time, but what do you think about that? Somebody said, let me do my CCI, never practice in the business. 
So the, the so the person that I connected with that uh, inspired me to go ahead and get my CCIM is a member of NARAB, mm. uh, Brother Byron. I think his last name Long, Brother Byron Long. I think this okay. is his name. Uh, he's okay. also a fraternity, one of my fraternity brothers as well. Okay. And then him and, and, and F.A. Johnson, I don't know if you, you remember F.A., but F.A. and, and, and Byron uh, made me realize that, hey, I can, I can really do this commercial thing. Mm. And the reason I said I could do it is because I have a degree in real estate as well. I have a bachelor's degree in real estate. Oh, so, brother, oh, oh, we got you in the jail. Let's give him a let's give, let's give round of applause on that, brother. Let's give him a round of applause on that, brother. And yeah. the reason why I'm saying it, because my degree is in business management, and I know, you know okay. some schools don't really offer real estate, okay. right, as far as a degree. It's like, okay, let's go to real estate school. Well, I got to get a degree. Yeah. And we're going to shout that school. Where would you go to school at? University of Memphis, Fogelman College of Business and Economics. I got it. Okay. And, and, and it had a... It had a, uh, a real, real estate as a degree. Wow, that's interesting. I never, cause I knew they had masters, but I didn't know that there was an actual undergrad degree in real estate. Yeah, yeah, I can get. A, you got, I got an undergrad degree in, in real estate. Mm, there were definitely congratulations on that. So, but so but it, coming go ahead. from so coming from that perspective, mm. I realized that the CCIM course mm -hmm. that is really a degree. Those four courses is really a college degree. They are that you get. You know, if you can do, if you can knock it all out in one year, you literally can become a, a get a college degree in Basically. one year. That's everything that you learn in those CCIM courses mm -hmm. is what you would learn in a four year institution in mm -hmm. finance or in mm -hmm. real estate. And that's so that gave me kind of a leg up mm -hmm. going into the, into the commercial uh, real estate aspect of it. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that is so interesting. Like I said, I think you're the first person I said, you know, I know you're pretty much on the verge of actually mm -hmm. getting designation, but. You know, you're the first on the show, but definitely salute on that. No problem, bro. Hey guys, thank you for watching our show. We're going to interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell, residential or commercial, here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. Um, so now, what is some of the uh, 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 misconceptions that, that commercial real estate uh, 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 people may think in terms of, like you just mentioned a minute ago, be prepared not to be paid for an extended period of time. And there is different arenas you can go to, as far as my knowledge, industrial, multifamily, office. Uh, I mean, and I'm quite sure you can elaborate more. But what are some of the misconceptions in each arena, each area, or elaborate on that a little bit? The first misconception is that you can do commercial real estate part-time. Oh, You can't okay. do commercial real estate part-time. Okay, hold up, hold up. So, brother, say it to the people in the back. Say it again. <laughs> you cannot do commercial real estate part-time. Part-time. If, mm -hmm. if you're doing commercial real estate, you are in it seven days a week, you know, mm. or, you know, uh, eight hours a day. Um, so you're, you're definitely going to have to make a decision that, hey, this is what I'm going to do, you know, no matter what. This is mm. what I want to do. So you can't do commercial real estate part time, mm. and the reason being is because your colleagues will not respect you mm. if you do real estate part time. Um, you gotta, you know, and as in any business, relationships drive the success of your business. And when you don't, when you're not able to mend and and connect and, and get those relationships to be concrete, then you won't be successful in this business. So mm. a lot of the business that I do now. I literally can just make a phone call and get a deal done, negotiate it all over the phone, mm. and then come back and put it in writing and get it over to the to the broker because of those relationships. 
I have had clients to come to me after they've tried to do the deal themselves and say, hey, I, I'm not getting any response from this person or not, you know, they're, 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 they're too, too difficult to deal with. Can you come into this transaction? And when I come into the transaction, I say, yeah, I, call. I give them a call, you know, call them standing right there. Hey, this is Todd Harris, yada, yada, yada. You've been talking to such, 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 you know, what, what do you want to, you know, this is what we want to go with this transaction. Ty, you're involved in this transaction? Yeah. Okay, give me a call when you leave from them. We'll get the deal worked out. It happens mm -hmm. like that all the time. Mm -hmm. so, so, the so, so the reputation is very key because with your the network. Your reputation is key. If, mm -hmm. you tell, if you tell another broker that you're bringing them an offer for $350,000, that offer needs to be for $351,000. It don't need, you know, you need to go above and beyond the what you what you say your word is bond and when you be, when you're able to do that when you're able to deliver uh, a quality product a quality what, what in our in our business a quality product is a contract if you're able to deliver a quality product slash contract hey you know what I mean like I said you'll you'll be able to do do things that are just really almost unheard of you know mm -hmm. to be able to have that that handshake doing business doing mm -hmm. deals on handshakes and on golf courses and stuff that's mm -hmm. real. And you mm. really get to see that when you're in commercial real estate. Mm. Mm. That, I mean, brother, you dropped some good ones on us. Really the thing good. is, uh, and I want to touch on that. For example, the space where we at now, uh, the location here, which which uh, which which I own, um, okay. when, when uh, a standalone building, right, brother? So, so let me tell you what I. This is me and my education, my my over aggressiveness in terms of hey, let me figure it out myself. So what I did was I went to YouTube before I took those whole CIs, went to YouTube and looked at some con looked at contracts and I was always aware of they said to do a L uh a L I letter of intent. Letter of intent. LOI. LOI, LOI, okay. Prepare a letter of intent. So what I did was I prepared my letter of intent, uh uh um, pretty much put all my terms together, shot it over to the broker, and he was gracious enough. Again, he practices consistently. He mm -hmm. sent it back to me, said, Mike, take this out, add this, take this out. But he was like, he said, I, I like your intentions versus just slapping on all. He said, okay, but you got to fix some things. So he was willing to help, which I commend because that helped get the deal going. Because right. I was representing myself as well as I was the broker. Okay. Um. So what do you say to a, I, I, I say that to say, what do you say to a residential uh, uh, primary broker that says, hey, I want to sell that office building. Let me, mm -hmm. me go ahead and move forward. I never did it before. Right. What advice suggestions would you give? My advice to him is to refer it out. Mm. Okay, look, uh, let me say something to that. So, what if they was to say, to challenge that and says, well, I'm licensed through the state just like you, right? I, I, instead of instead of me getting 35, whatever that percentage commission is, I want to be able to get that 3%. Mm -hmm. And I, my response would be to them, and, then, and I've given this response to several people. You refer it out, you're gonna avoid court. Mm. If, if you if if this commission is worth your license, mm. go ahead and do it. If you think that making this commission is worth your license, go ahead and do it. But if not, if I were you, I would refer it out and shadow the broker. I would mm. refer it with the, with, with the understanding I'm going to shadow the broker that's mm. doing the transaction for you. And then that, and that way you learn on the job. You still receive a fee. You don't receive a full commission, but mm. you still receive a portion of the commission. But you get the value that you get is in the education and the knowledge of how mm. the should be handled. 
So I love, I love the response. So like I like for instance, the first the first gas station I did, I referred it out. Okay. I said, hey, is this guy? He that's all he that's all he sells. He's known for selling gas stations. Okay. I said, hey, I'm gonna refer this deal to you. Can I shadow you? He said, yes, you can shadow me. And instead of instead of instead of you getting you know, instead of me getting get instead of you getting twenty five percent of the transaction, I'm gonna go ahead and split it with you 50-50. Oh wow! I'm gonna split it with you 50-50 because you had enough again because I know who you are. Okay. You're smart enough to know that this is more than what you you know more more than what you qualify for. Mm. And you brought it to me in the beginning. You didn't mess it up. You brought it to ah, me. Ah, gotcha. So, so I brought it to him in the beginning. Man, he 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 closed the transaction. I learned a lot. And you know, it's like, hey, you know, I, that's that's one area that I probably would not be doing as far as transaction transactionally on a daily basis is gas mm. You know, I, I just probably wouldn't do that. But multifamily, I'm I'm at the point in my business now where if an apartment complex comes to me, which I know I can sell and have sold them before, I refer those out now. I got I got two people. I say, hey, these are the people that you need to talk to. And you know, I'm gonna send it over to them. I don't, I don't, you know, we've done so much business together. I know they're gonna send me a referral fee. I don't even worry about getting it in writing anymore with these guys because hey, we've been doing this, we've been doing this so long that he knows that Todd is a restaurant guy. I can say I can refer my clients to Todd for restaurant. You do multifamily. I'm gonna refer this client that I that's that's one this multifamily. I'm gonna I'm gonna send them to you. And that's how the business is gone. Mm, and that's you know, that's so that and that's how I really literally got my you know got a good start in real estate is because people were referring things to me that they didn't want to handle. They was like, "Hey, he's aggressive. I'm gonna give it to him." And I've I've done warehouse, I've done restaurant, I've done multifamily. I mean, I've I've sold, leased, and you know a lot of stuff. But again, I was able to do that and realize that I have a gift for this particular area of real estate landlord representation tenant rep i mm. have a gift for that because i hear what they're saying and i can you know convey that to a to an owner or to a to a to a landlord and that you know that just makes it makes it so much easier to, to do wow brother you know something you, you you said so much we got to unpack a lot of that there <laughs> uh uh because you you actually beat me beat beat me towards a question where i was going to ask you your area of expertise which is restaurants right so, so I, I do restaurants and uh, primarily on the, you know, you'll see, a, I don't, I don't post a lot of my stuff. That's crazy. I just started posting, mm -hmm. uh, but I do a lot of restaurants. I do a lot of childcare. And then the rest of the stuff that you see, like you see me posting, you know, two, three times a week. Uh, those are small office complexes, like startup businesses that I, I kind of bring people in and, and show them the ropes and, and kind of build their portfolio and build their, mm. their profile so that a landlord would accept them as a commercial tenant. Mm. So that's a lot of the a lot of the time that, that I spend, I'm spending with individuals who have no clue about business in a formal sense. They just have a hustle that they're trying to convert to a business. And I kind of I kind of spend that time to kind of show them, hey, this is how you properly present yourself to a landlord in order for you to get a, a property and man like i like i it's taking me from um a thirty thousand dollar a year business to a you know two hundred fifty thousand dollar a year business mm -hmm. you know so 
but brother, first of all, I got a solution on that. And uh, and I don't know, and I'm, I don't know, I'm going to ask, uh, particularly when you said something, they don't know the business, but they have a hustle, right? So you have to have both merged together in order to go from one level to the next. Is it, uh, is it our people or is it a combination of, is it majority of us or? or, or it's, and it's, it's, it's people of color. Okay, uh, people of color. Primarily, uh, go ahead. And, and the reason why I say that is because first I salute you because I just think that a lot of us do have the hustle, but when it comes down to the business, we just, some of us may lack some of that, but you, you're able to take that leadership role and navigate them to the quote unquote promised land, which is exactly. a great thing, brother. So I exactly. salute you on that. Yep. So the so I the, so I heard a, a story from a, a guy in Atlanta. I went uh, I went to a, a NARAB event in Atlanta, and this gentleman um, he's he's like over CBRE commercial uh, a, a big commercial real estate firm in Atlanta. He he was giving a talk, and he okay. said his, his very first transaction was with a guy that leased a seven hundred dollar a month office space mm. over thirty years ago. Mm. Since then. This gentleman has closed over $60 million of real estate with this guy. Wow. That his first transaction with this guy was a $700 office complex, $700 office space. And, you know, to go from that to $60 million of, of real estate. And I think at the time, at the time I, I was there, he was brokering a 300 and some odd million dollar office building acquisition wow. for him at that time. So, you know, we can, you can really get into the money, you know, you can, it's, you know, when, once you once you get your name out there, and once you have an established uh, pipeline, you know you can easily do you know three, four, five million bucks a year. You know, mm. I have my own I have my own accounts as well. So you know, although I may not transactionally do you know three million dollars a year, I'm still I'm still doing well. Correct, 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 correct. And and, and I and well, you beat me to them questions. So that's <laughs> what I was going to elaborate next on. You, you last time I met you, I know you were you were working on the uh, landlord tenant space. As far as um, do you still specialize in that area? I still do landlord tenant. Uh, landlord that's tenant. What I do. Um, I mean, you know, anything from an office to a warehouse, um, I got it. Okay. So, so enlighten enlighten the viewers on. Uh, um, we see a shopping center on one two three Main Street, and we see which. The anchor is as a Lowe's, then there's a cleaners, then there's a um, beauty shop, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. How does that give us the, the breakdown with that, right? In terms of how does the commercial broker make a buck off of if their property management, property managing is complex for an owner? Okay. So if the owner, if, if I'm in, in the property management space, you're going to get a basic monthly commissions on all rents received. It's just like in it's just like in residential. Okay. You receive a you receive a, a, a commission of all the rents that you receive. Okay. Now, the other aspect of that is when a when a space in commercial real estate, which is different from residential real estate, is that I can break a lease with a tenant with notice. Mm. You said with notice. With notice. Okay. I can give them 60 days, 90 days, whatever the lease specifies. I can give them 60, 90 days notice. And guess what? They're no longer a tenant of mine because I have a bigger fish in the pan. Wow. So, really? So, yes. So a lot of times you see turnover in centers 
is not because they are bad tenants. It's because they have a notice clause in there and the landlord and property manager or leasing broker myself mm -hmm. finds a bigger, better tenant that's willing to pay more money for that particular space. So I de-lease and release that space um, on a regular basis. Now, you're not gonna you're not gonna see that a lot in shopping centers. You will see it, don't get me wrong, but you're not gonna see it like you see it in mall tenancy. You know, you know, we're going out, we're kind of going out of phasing out of the big box malls, the Simon properties and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But Simon would, you know, when I did mall leasing, I would I would have somebody signed up on a five-year lease, get a commission, and you know, nine months later, I'm kicking them out because I got a bigger, better tenant that's gonna pay more money for that space. Wow. And they and they've dumped all this money into this into this particular piece of Correct. property. And that's that's how the commercial business goes. But that tenant, you know, if the tenant was smart, you know, they had a good agent like myself, they negotiated a, you know, some type of um, monies for them to move to a different location or, mm. you know, something like that. So it's just not doggy dog world, but there are some leases, New York in particular, where notice is given and it's that on that, you know, that, that they're not giving you any money back. You know, this is just how it works. California is, is, is one of those places as well. Florida is one of those places as well. Is it because you named these these cities? Actually, I just came the other day from New York. Uh, do, do, do you Name name these major cities because the demand is so high for that space. They can do that. They can do it. They they have they people. Could. They have people coming in with billion dollar ideas, mm. and mm. They, you know, they can de-lease and release a property like it's nothing. And it's really nothing that the that the tenant can do other than find a new location or have you know. Hopefully, they got a clause in there, a relocation clause, where they can relocate to a different property. You know, but okay. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Brother, okay, we, let, let's throw let's throw some uh, uh, terminologies out there because I know okay. that again, an enlightened audience on. Give me a, a net lease, okay. triple net lease, and like like give, give us the insight on that. What is what is so, the so a net lease or a triple net lease is is pretty much a situation where a tenant um, is responsible for all of the operations of the property to include. Uh, property taxes, maintenance, insurance, mm -hmm. uh, as well as their own build out of the property. That's mm -hmm. typically a triple net lease. So when you hear someone say a net lease or a net net lease or whatever, you know, the, the nets add become certain things. The first net will be like property taxes. The second mm -hmm. net will be like insurance. The third net will be mm -hmm. like, like, uh, like maintenance on the building. So when you hear triple net situations, that means that that individual is paying a base rent mm. and an amount above that base rent mm. um, so that they can maintain, so that the owner can maintain the property. You're gonna find that that's very common in malls, it's very common in standalone retail, and it's very common in strip malls uh, where you pay a triple a triple net or a net net lease. That's mm. very common. And do, and I know one thing, the great thing about commercial real estate is uh, you can, you can, do a referral in California or New York and yeah. still get some great compensation off that. Hey, when I left that conference we went to back in 2010, uh, FA called me maybe a year or two years later and I, I, I did the transaction in New York. You know, wow. man, it was an international firm, brokerage firm. They were bringing 
some kind of commodities or something into the states. Uh-huh. And man, I, I flew out there. It was a it was an agent there that that had the client, had control of the client, but really couldn't get the deal done. FA said, call him, call me. I flew out on my own dime, looked at the place. And when I, I tell people this story all the time, when I looked at the property, I was like, I called a lady and I was like, if I were them, I would jack the price up too. She was like, why? I said, it's across the street from the Madison Square Garden. Oh, you on 34th Street. Wow. It's across the street from the Madison Square Garden. The most, most famous arena in the world. That's what I told her. I said, so why are you arguing with these people about this property? She was like, what do you mean? I said, yeah, I, can, I can go to Timbuktu and I can say I'm at the Madison, I come from the Madison Square Garden. They're going to know that I was in New York City. Right. When I said that, she was like, I said, so you got to pay a premium. And if you keep on haggling with these people, you're going to lose gonna it. They're going to lose the deal or they're going to jack the price up so high. Correct. Your client's going to be upset with you. And that's what happened. They, they went up instead of going down on the price, they went up on the price. And I said, it's, it's the demand. Every time they lease an office, that office becomes more valuable. And she was like, I, once, once I said it to her like that and show and took her and showed her where this property sits, she never got out. She never went to look and see what the property was. Oh, wow. Never went to see what the property was. I said, so it's across from Madison, Madison Square Garden. Let's do this deal. We did the deal. That lady to this day is so gracious for me flying up there and doing that transaction for. I think she made like, you know, me at five figures on that one. Brother, that's why I mean, you, you are packing so much great stuff for us here. Let me ask you something here. Do you recommend coaching, mentorship, training? Uh, uh, like, is, do you recommend that or, or, or what's your take on that? Yes, uh, I'm actually in a coaching program now. Uh, are you? I'm, I'm, I, I, I believe in coaching. Uh, I think I would have been a lot further along in my business had I known that uh, coaches existed. I didn't really, you know, with social media, and everything you know you become you you, you become opened up to a whole different world a whole Correct. world and in doing so i realized that you know if i had had coaching back when i was you know in my 20s coming through this business oh man I, i'd probably be a billionaire by now wow wow what kind of coach do you mind me asking uh it's a it's a real estate coach uh okay. a commercial real estate coach yeah. yeah quick commercial break if you're interested in a career in real estate or you're a seasoned vet, and you might want to change. New environment. You don't like the atmosphere you're in. The Henley Group Realty could be there to assist you with your career. What do we offer? Great culture, great environment, leads, and an awesome commission structure. Let us be there to support your business. One thing, you got to be in the state of North Carolina. Let's get back to the show. So, 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 so this is a pivotal moment here during the conversation here. How long you been licensed now? I first got licensed when I was 19, man. I was 41 years old. Okay, so you've been licensed over what? Almost 20, almost 20 years. Yeah. 20 plus years, a seasoned commercial broker who sold volume millions, probably yeah, possibly yeah. billions of dollars. And he says, I would, I still have, I still have a coach. Yeah, I have a coach. So, so you're never too big or you're never don't know it all. Whereas though, I got it. I don't need anybody. Right. Salute you I, for that. Go ahead. I hired the coach, man, in all honesty, because my systems were crap. Mm. In in you know implementation of system, becoming systematic, man, that uh. will make you so much money. Ooh. So I hired a coach because I knew that my systems needed you know needed to be uh, improved upon. 
and then with the improvement of systems, it it actually improves your service because mm. you're not stuck doing the hourly work, mm. you know that that some administrator could do, you know, and and in doing that, you know, what I mean, I just that, that's why you see, and I, you know, you 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 like Todd, man, I got to get you on, you killing it, and it's because I I began to implement these systems, man, um, you know, I'm 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 in the street, you know, connecting people rather than at the office typing up a contract now. You know, I send that to my OA and, you know, my OA is going to send it to the field person who's going to get it to the construction person. And, you know, mm. we just got this thing, you know, seem, making it seamless mm. and, 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 and doing that, man, coach. But I would have never known that had I, had I, had I not hired a coach because, you know, coaches kind of, their job is to see the things that you're doing wrong and point it nice. out. You know, exactly. say, hey, you can do this better. You need to improve upon this. So, you know, the coach is definitely worth their money. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that. And I love, I love, I love using basketball analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you got you got the elite players. All of them got come from the training, yep. strength and conditioning. Head exactly. coaches, they got about twenty coaches. Exactly. That's why they exactly. at the top of their game. They exactly. see things that that needs to be improved on. Exactly. Definitely suits you. Suits and you then stuff. they got a financial coach when it's all said and done. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Business <laughs> manager, everybody. Exactly. So. Exactly. So what would you say to somebody who says too many coaches out here, some of them rip off and some of them scams. How do I know to get the best? How do I know I'm getting the real deal? You know, the reality is, you know, when you talk to agents in your market, brokers in your market, they're going to tell you the truth. Mm. You know, if, if they coach with someone who's just fluffed, they're going to tell you that. Um, you know, and, and in, all, in all honesty, the, 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 the coaching platform itself will tell you if they're full of fluff. And what I mean by that is if you see that they have a high turnover rate that, you know, their, their clients are not staying with them, you know, more than one year or one quarter, whatever their, their term is, it, it may more, more, it, it might be the client themselves because, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, it, it's hard to get out of your own way, but you may have to begin looking at the coach. So I hired a coach who, whose reviews were, on top you know i looked at the top industry professionals and say hey they said go with this guy they said go with this Mm -hmm. guy you know and i just i just kind of dialed it down and i got it to three people and i talked to all three and of the three one made me commit to them and that's because they had a diversity initiative Mm, i love that that was the reason why i chose the coach that i have because he literally has a diversity initiative as a part of his coaching program because he realizes that minorities are not really uh, exposed to commercial real estate, and he made it. He he makes it a a a staple of his business to involve minorities and grow them up so that they can be coaches on his platform. Brother, let me tell you something. You keep beating me to these questions. <laughs> Listen, man. I mean, I was about to literally come out and say, again. Facts are the facts. We are highly underrepresented in, in this space. Again, I don't speak for you. I know you just spoke on that. And I think I read somewhere we made up about three to five percent in the commercial space. Yeah. yeah. If you if you look at the world, we're less than we're less than one percent. If you look at the commercial space internationally, we're mm-hmm. less than one percent of the commercial brokers uh in the world. Well, well, well speaking on that, how does uh and again your African American brother? And again, you know, we, we like to keep it real on the show. This was a- Have you ran any challenges, particularly when they when they expected John Doe? Of course. Versus yourself. 
Of course. Um, I ran into challenges. You, you know, you're going to run into it early on. Um, how did I, how did I overcome those challenges? Exactly. I kept going. Mm. I just kept going. I just kept going. And what I did in keeping going, I began, I began to get more educated on what I wanted to do so that mm. when I'm in the room and, and at the table with these individuals, they they know that they're not talking to a slouch of an agent. Mm. You know, I'm not a slouchy, I'm not a slouchy broker. So, you know, when I come in or when I make a presentation to a broker, hey, we're gonna have everything you need. Send me over the application. Once I get the application, I'm gonna tell my people, hey, this is how we're gonna put this package together to present to them, and we're gonna present it to them, even if I have to put in the work myself. That's how we, you know, that's how we we do it. And with that type of customer service and that type of respect for myself as a broker, you know, I began to garner the respects of others. Mm. So, so, so let me make sure I translate that. Uh, uh, so, so, so my brain can take it all in. You said we are underrepresented. But at the same time, I'm, going, I'm not going to let that use, use it to be an excuse. What exactly. I'm going to do is empower myself with as much knowledge as I can. So when I'm sitting across from whoever, they could say, wow, like he has it. He's our guy and his team. Because exactly. you have the insight and intellect. Yeah, mm. I got okay. a, uh, one of my clients, man. He's a, he's a lawyer. He's a big lawyer here in, in, in Memphis. When I say big, I mean huge. Like when he walks in the room, you know, they kind of like, man, what is he coming about now? So uh, he, 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 and I can tell that he's genuine when I receive certain messages. He sent me a long email one day mm-hmm. and he said, he's been doing, he's, he's, he's an owner. He's owned properties for 50 years. Mm. He's been an owner of a property for 50 years. He's like, in my 50 years of owning real estate and and being in these transactions, you are by far the most professional real estate broker I've ever known. He said, I know that I do not have the best properties. He told me this. I know I don't have the best properties, but you represent my properties like they're A-class properties. And he said, you just don't know how much I respect you for that. And I I thank him. Wow. I thanked him and he wrote me a big check. I was like, yay! <laughs> well, well, and I, I, I take it based off of that uh, 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 value that you've given, you probably got a ton of referrals from as well. Of course, yeah. I mean, to put it this way, um, a lot of the transactions that you see me post are, uh, he owns, th- this gentleman owns 300 doors in the city of Memphis. 300 doors. And these are commercial, you know, commercial properties. Oh, wow. Now, I'm not I'm not adding in the residential stuff. Mm. Between him and his brother, he has a brother. Between him and his brother, they own probably three or four thousand units, doors in the city of Memphis, Tennessee. Basically so, own Memphis, huh? Man, quietly. Like, there's some guys out here that own, you know, nine and ten thousand doors, quiet gotcha. as a human. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, but but with that being said, he um he's at the point in his business where he's taking stuff that he has from the bigger brokers, the CBREs, the advisors, mm. and things of that nature. And he's seeing that I'm becoming more systematic in how I operate my Correct. business. And he's starting to award me with that business. Mm. You know, here you go. It, it's to the point where someone can call the office inquiring about a property. He used to do the leases himself. He just sent them over to me now. He's like, I'm not touching that anymore. I'm sending it to Todd. Todd got he, he's gonna make if if there's a commission to be made off my properties, 
mm. he's going to make it. Mm. You know, so, brother, let me tell you something. And really, and I say this with all honesty, uh, uh, I had a lot of great, great guests on the show. This by far is like one one of my top, top, top three in I terms agree. of the knowledge that you're giving. Because again, I'm sitting here listening, taking in. Have some some infant knowledge, but again, you at the graduate stage, brother. You, and that's why we will talk offline as well. Okay, you giving some brothers some great, great jewels. Now, as we do, brother, everybody, we, every time we have somebody on the guest, we ask we ask for two golden nuggets. It is for two golden nuggets to our community where they can benefit greatly from, whether that be a scripture, a quote, a book, or something that just comes from you. The first golden nugget is for you to believe that you are worthy. Mm. If you don't believe that you're worthy of whatever it is, you are you, you are exactly that, you're not worthy. So when you walk into a room and you're the person that's in that room, you're there for a reason. And that reason, you know, you're not the Bible says your name is being spoken of in rooms that you not that you have not entered. Mm. And that's the reality. So when you walk into a particular room, use that as an opportunity to not be boisterous. Listen. And once you get, once you understand and receive what the message is, if you have anything to interject, interject, because oftentimes you are the only representative of our community at that mm-hmm. table. Mm-hmm. And you got to know what you're doing once you sit at that table. That's the first nugget. The second nugget that I would give is look for opportunities to build equity in your transactions as opposed to just being a broker. If that makes sense, and I'm a, I'm 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 going to explain. Please. As a real estate broker, you are a transactional broker. You sell homes, foreclosures, yada yada yada. Don't get caught up in just selling real estate. How do you become an investor? How do you become a builder? How do you become a, a, a lender? How do you become a developer? Those are the questions that you you have to begin to ask yourself so that you don't plateau, so that you don't get to a part where you just, I'm just coasting along. You got to get to a point where you want more and do more. And these are the questions you have to ask yourself. So I always ask myself, after I complete a goal, what's next? Mm. So put you should put that on your wall. What's next? Wake up and look at the morning. What's next? What's next? What's next? So I'm a transactional broker. That's what I do. I, I do a lot of transactions. My goal is to start building. Mm. My next goal after that is to do a, a large scale mixed use development, you know, and those, and that's where my mind is going and that's what I'm looking at. So I began to look at, you know, construction plans and understand how construction plans work on a small scale, you know, it's a microcosm and then I'm, and then I'm going to build up from there. So, uh, so what is next? You know, so what's next? One, believe that you're worthy, and and two, ask yourself all times, what's next? Brother, let me tell you something. You definitely enlightened us today. I mean, like I said, this is one of the one of the top interviews that that again, I'm just a student here listening to you, taking down notes as well. Yeah. We want to thank Mr. Todd Harris with Metropolis Real Estate Services in the Memphis as well as the Mississippi area. Uh, thank you, brother, for coming on the show, and we will all see you next time, and you will hear us on the Edgar Real Estate Show. Guys, thank take care. You. Hey, gang, I hope you really enjoyed that show. Our guests provide us some great tips and insight, and please support them on all social media platforms. And while I'm saying that, support us on all social media platforms, and don't forget, watch the entire video on YouTube. We'll see you next time.